It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it to a Friday. Welcome in Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. Ed Pete called yesterday, said he couldn't make it today. So it's just me and Scooter. How are you today, Scoots? I'm good. How about yourself? You have a good early show today? We did have a good early show. Yeah, it was you ever uh, have a bad early show. Uh, sometimes, yeah, right. but not not very often. No, yeah. a lot of times it's a lot of fun. It is Friday, January twenty seventh. Got high school basketball on the Big X tonight. Got high school basketball tomorrow afternoon. Got Indiana Ohio State tomorrow night. Big weekend of uh, high school and college basketball right here on the Big X. Eminem Cartage Hotline is open five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty. You like to join in on the conversation, 384-1450. Thorne's text line is open as well, 502-414-1450. Right now, you can get a free sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit or a steak and egg and burrito or a bacon, egg, and cheese croissant along with any fountain drink, tea, fizz, freeze, or 20-ounce bottled soda. When you become a new Refreshing Rewards member, simply download the app, register for Refreshing Rewards, and earn your free breakfast on Thornton's. And hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502 414 1450. System 1, 0, and 2 last night. You rarely get the pushes. I got two of them in a in a uh, three-game three three system night. Arizona, late night, if you weren't awake, and most of you weren't. I watched the first half. They beat Washington State, got revenge on Washington State in Pullman. Um, I, I heard a stat during the game that did not make me feel good about Washington State. The last time... Washington State beat Arizona at home at in Pullman was uh, Sean Miller's first year at Arizona. Wow. I don't know how long ago that was, but I went, uh-oh. 73-68. That was a push. I was getting five in that one. And Michigan-Purdue, also a tie, five-point spread as well, 75-70, Purdue with the win. The winner last night was Southern Cal. They trailed UCLA by 12 at halftime. Came back and won 77-64. It's just like the football game when these two play. SC wears the, the maroon uniforms. UCLA wears the baby blue. Glorious. Glorious uniforms. And Bill Walton, he's still bad. Yeah. He's still wear you out. You got you to gotta sometimes mute it and just say, what the hell is he talking about? I will say with two draws and a USC win, who is the underdog, I would argue that Vegas was the winner. Vegas, uh, no, they don't want any money on a push. They don't want to push. That's true, yeah. they, they yeah, got to give all right. that back. Yeah. Um, Florida Atlantic was the other top 25 team to play at home. They beat Middle Tennessee, Middle Tennessee State by 18. I went to a great game last night. Bellarmine 72, Eastern Kentucky 71. The Knights finished the game on a 16-3 run. To win outright, they were a two-point underdog to start. I think you had it plus ten and a half at one point on live betting, right? Yeah, it was like. Do we plus, talk too much betting on this show? It was like plus two fifty. Well, if that's what you like, it's your show. I guess. Um, I mean, you can do that sort of thing in Indiana. I guess I can, I can say anything I want. Right? Oh, right. we are in Indiana. I yeah. keep forgetting that. Yeah, seventy-two, seventy-one. Bellarmine improves to ten and twelve. Here's an anomaly on the schedule. Bellarmine travels to Richmond now Saturday night for a quick rematch with what is, I'm assuming, going to be a very mad Eastern Kentucky team after blowing that lead last night. I'm looking forward to see what that spread is. Eastern's in the A-Sun? Yes. 
<laughs> but I'm looking forward to seeing what that spread is. Eastern Kentucky was a two-point favorite last night. I'm going to guess seven. They're angry about the way they – look, they were the better team. There is no doubt about it. But uh, great atmosphere. Got to sit uh, with a, a Miami Heat scout, Randy Embry. If you're of a certain age, and I'm not, so I know Scooter's not, if you're 10 years older than me, you might remember Randy Embry. He played for Adolph Rupp at Kentucky uh, with Pat Riley. That's why he's a Miami Heat scout now. Pat Riley is the GM of the Miami Heat. But uh, what, a, what a great dude. Owensboro legend. Legendary player, legendary coach in Owensboro, uh, still lives down there, drives up. He told me it was the first time back in Freedom Hall since back when Louisville played at Freedom Hall. Wow. And uh, couldn't believe all the changes and what it looked like. But uh, Who was he scouting? Um, I think he just likes to go up, come up and watch games. I see him at a lot of Louisville so games. Not a when, I, when I see him at a Louisville game, I say the same thing. Who's, who's he scouting? Maybe Yell Ellis, I guess, but, or the other team. Um. But uh, it was great to uh, hang out with Randy Embry last night. All right. Um, before we start talking about a whole lot of sports here, by the way, unsponsored six-pack coming up, both NFL games and four college basketball games. The system looks like it could have up to 10 games on Saturday. Sheesh. Up to 10 games. And one on Sunday as well. Excuse me for the uh, microphone mishap there. One on Sunday as well. So up to 11 games this weekend. I'm going to give you four or three games out of the SEC Big 12 Challenge. And I will also pick the Ohio State-Indiana game. That's a tease. All right? That's a tease. All right, before we get really deep into it, we lost Billy Packer yesterday. And I know, mm-hmm. Scooter, you're not old enough. I know Billy Packer. To remember watching Billy Packer. No. Yeah, 34 Final Fours as a broadcaster. He played in a Final Four at Wake Forest in 1962. Uh, He was a good player at Wake Forest. But my earliest memories of college basketball, now in 78 when Kentucky won the national championship, Dick Enberg was on the call. He's a loser. Um, I know Bryant Gumbel did the pregame. Enberg was on the call, but I don't remember a whole lot about the broadcast, who was doing it with him. That was 78. Billy Packer, uh, well, I guess it was Billy Packer. Billy Packer started on NBC on the first, oh, well, on John Wooden's last Final Four, UCLA over Kentucky in the championship game. 19, somebody help me out there because uh, the texter said, I'm old enough to remember Billy, Billy Packer. Help me out. What year was UCLA? 70. Indiana won it in 76 undefeated, correct? correct? Yeah. I think it was 75. 75, UCLA over Kentucky. That was Billy Packer's first of 34 Final Fours. So I remember watching the 78 championship, Kentucky and Duke. And then, of course, everybody remembers 79. It is still the highest rated college basketball television game of all time. Michigan State and Indiana State. Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. Still, to this day, believe it or not, highest-rated college basketball game of all time on television. Texter said, yeah, 1975, moron. He didn't add moron. I added that myself. <laughs> uh, research is optional on this show. Billy Packer was 82, kidney failure. Um, 
but the the great part about Billy Packer, it was it was the trio. Dick Enberg, Billy Packer, who was not the jokester. He was the analyst. He would tell you uh, why a play worked, what was going to happen coming up next, what this team had to do, what that team had to do. Then you had Al McGuire, the former Marquette coach. Al McGuire won a title in 77, question mark, with the Marquette at the time, Warriors. Now they're the Golden Eagles. Uh, we got to get politically correct here. But uh, Al McGuire was the comic relief. He was hilarious. He told stories. He had that New York accent. And um, he would go on and on, and Billy Packer would let him. Dick Emberg was great. He was the moderator. And Al McGuire would go on and on and make you laugh at home, and then Billy Packer would come on and say, okay, Al, here's what Team A has to do. Here's what Team B needs to do. And he was very good at his job. Now, toward the end, just like anybody, people got tired of it. People got tired of Dick Vitale. I'm one of those people. Dick Vitale was great at his job, and for a while it was fun and, oh, baby, and all that stuff. And it just got old to me. Billy Packer was the same way. It got to a point where people didn't appreciate how great he was at his job, but he was great at his job. Uh, He went from NBC when CBS took over the NCAA basketball tournament. He went to CBS, worked with uh, Jim Nance, worked with – just a bunch of greats at CBS as well on final thirty four Final Four scooter. That's incredible. That's a bunch. Yeah, and I and for what it's worth, I do remember Billy Packer. I remember listening to him as a kid when yeah. it got to February. Yeah, March. It wasn't that long ago, right? So yeah, I mean um, it, it, that hurt me this morning when I saw it. I was like, dang. I feel like eighty five in Rupp Arena, Villanova's upset of Georgetown. I think Packer was still on that call. In fact, I'm sure of it. If he started in 75 and went 34 years, that's 2009. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he was on that call uh, for CBS. Uh, he's forgotten a lot more basketball than a lot of us will ever know. And we lost a legend yesterday in Billy Packer. His uh, son, Mark Packer, on the ACC Network. Packer and Durham every morning uh, on the ACC Network does a phenomenal job. But uh, I have fond memories. You have those memories from your youth. This is a fond memory of of falling in love with college basketball. And part of the reason was Enberg, McGuire, and Billy Packer. Um, So, yeah, we lost a legend. Texture says, Billy Packer, the father of everything, revolves around Duke and the ACC. Okay, he went to Wake Forest. He was an ACC guy. I mean, I think. You know, you you lean toward what you know. Mm-hmm. And he knew the ACC like the back of his hand. I remember him interviewing Bobby Knight after a national championship. And Knight kind of having fun with him. I mean, Bobby was happy. He just won. That was the Alford. That was 81. Is that correct? Steve Alford? Or was that 87? That 87. was 87. Yeah. Steve Alford, uh, when they beat Syracuse. Uh, having fun, Bobby Knight having fun with him. Uh, Billy trying to ask him an analytical question, and Bobby Knight basically saying, "Who cares at this point? I got a I got a net around my neck here. Come on." In in March of 2009, he actually did a studio show with Bob Knight called "Survive in Advance." I would probably go back and watch that if I could find it right now. <laughs> um, Texter says Packer teamed up with Brent Musburger on CBS. Yeah. Yes, yep. it was Brent Musburger Absolutely. before Jim Nance. Um, Texture says, I remember when Packer called putt-putt golf 
on TV. Are you watching putt-putt golf on TV, Scooter? No. Yeah, me neither. No. Um, so anyway, Texture says, Raftery, best ever, because he's neutral. I don't know about that. Bill Raftery, he coached at Seton Hall. He really likes the Big East. So neutral, that's in the eye of the beholder, I guess. Jim Nance is the best ever. Jim Nance makes me feel like I'm sitting in my rocking chair which I usually am, but uh, <laughs> just relaxing on a yeah. warm summer day at Augusta. Love Jim Nance. Uh, he's leaving. This is his last Final Four. Heard that. Coming yeah. up. He, he's going to stick with the Masters, of course. Um, still do some NFL football with Tony Romo, but uh, he is giving up his college basketball seat. Um, who gets that job? Uh, Ian Eagle, I think, is going to get that uh, job. And he's great, too. I'm okay though. with that, yeah. All right, uh some NFL news before we get to college basketball. Frank Reich uh, named the head coach at Carolina. He threw the first touchdown pass in Carolina Panther history. I bet you didn't know that. He is considered a quarterback guru. The question is, who's his quarterback going to be? Is Tom Brady going to leave and go to Carolina? I'm not sure uh, that's uh, something the Tampa Bay Buccaneers want to let happen. They're in the same division. Do you stick with Baker Mayfield? Do you turn Sam Darnold into a winner. There are a lot of question marks, but a lot of options in Carolina right now in a bad division. Baker Mayfield went to the Rams. Oh, that's right. What the hell am I talking about? <laughs> Research. <laughs> you said you were going to do it last well, night. My wife, wasn't my wife left town yesterday. Uh, she'll be back Sunday, I think. And and I'm like, am I going to do research or am I going to go to the Bellarmine game? Well, I went to the Bellarmine game. Hung out with Randy Embry and just had a good old time. And then when I got home, I watched, uh, tried to watch my parlays win, and I got close, got got some pushes there. So I didn't have time to do any research. Wife. And I watched the first hour of the Oscar-nominated All Quiet on the Western Front yesterday afternoon before I had to leave for uh, Freedom Hall. Did she leave you a bunch of food again? She did not this time. This was hmm. sort of a last-minute, hey, I'm going to go do this thing if that's okay uh, trip. So, you know. Last minute. Uh, it's okay. I have a credit card. I have a whole lot of establishments that are dying to feed me around the <laughs> metropolitan area. So Frank Reich, fired at midseason by the Indianapolis Colts. He takes over now in Carolina again. Um, he is a Super Bowl-winning assistant coach at Philadelphia. Got to have a quarterback in this league. That's the bottom line. You got to have a quarterback. And uh, right now it's Sam Darnold. Who knows who it will be when the season rolls around. Dan Quinn decides to stay in Dallas' defensive coordinator. He had some job offers, or, or job interviews, I should say, around the league. But there are still teams that just have to find a coach. Um, you know, Denver, Sean Payton, where does he want to go? We all thought everybody was going to wait till Sean Payton made a decision. Well, either that was not true, or Sean Payton had already decided Carolina was out of the picture because the Panthers – now have a new coach. Uh, the rumor is that Sean Payton went to Denver. A uh, report this morning said he had an issue with one of the owners, one of the members of the ownership group, and a power struggle within the organization. We don't. He denies that when the report came out. Of course, he's going to deny that. Said he had a great, fantastic meeting in Denver. Russell Wilson has been on record as saying, I want Sean Payton to come to Denver and coach me. Let's let's get this done. So we'll see where that goes. 
Uh, Texture says you didn't watch the Australian Open semifinals last night. I think they came on at 2 in the morning, mm-hmm. maybe, 3 in the morning. No, I did not. I do know Novak Djokovic advanced. That's all I know, uh, and I don't really even care about that. All right, let's take a break. The NBA All-Star Game starting lineups were announced. However, we don't know who's going to be playing with whom because there's going to be a different way to pick the teams this year. Team LeBron and Team Giannis, those were the two leading vote-getters in each conference, they're going to pick the teams an hour before game time, maybe less than that. This is going to be interesting. We'll talk about that. Big college basketball weekend coming up, and of course, NFC, AFC title games on Sunday. We'll get to all of that and the six-pack. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Unsponsored six-pack coming up. If you'd like to sponsor the six-pack, I'd love to have you. It won't, uh, you know, I'm not going to bankrupt you here, but uh, I'd love a sponsor. 414-1450 if you're interested. My man Randall L. loves tennis, man. If I talk about tennis, we'd have an extra listener. We'd go from 14 to 15, Scoots. We would have an extra listener. He said the uh, Australian Open semifinals were at 10.30 and 3.30. So, no, I did not watch. Uh, Look, if I'm not betting on tennis, and I'm not, I never do, I'm not watching tennis. You can if you want. I I know I can, and that's dangerous. (laughs) It's like you and your live betting. That's just dangerous. Live betting is a way to win money. So dangerous. Um, I will watch... Uh, Wimbledon, I will watch some U.S. Open, but I gotta, I gotta have a vested interest in who's playing. Let's go to the Eminem Cartage hotline. He couldn't make it to the studio today, but he does have a cell phone. Ed, how are you, brother? I'm good, man. Uh, have you uh, followed this thing that's going on? I guess it's the, uh, I call it the preseason golf tournament uh, uh, with uh, John Rahm and, and and those guys. Uh, is, is that part of the? Uh, and pardon my uh, ignorance for asking this about the uh, – is it part of the live tournament or – No, no. Uh, John Rahm's not on the live tournament. The, the Farmers Insurance Open is going on right now in America. I don't know if you've heard of that. Um, but there is a tournament in Dubai going on with uh, Rory McIlroy, Patrick Reed, among others. You've got some PGA golfers in that, and you've got some live golfers in that. Hmm. So it's interesting. It is very interesting because Rory and Patrick Reed got into a little tiff the other day on the practice tee. Uh, Patrick Reed apparently went up just to say hi and say how you doing, and Rory ignored him simply because he's on the live tour now. And uh, allegedly, oh. Reed tossed a tee, uh, you know, just a, a live golf tee at him, and it hit Rory. And uh, Rory said something to the effect of. You know, I don't want to say anything because he might uh, serve me with another subpoena. Apparently, Reed has charged McElroy with libel, um, talking bad about him and other other people going to the live tour. So it's very, very contentious. And by the way, they both played well yesterday. 
if they both play well again today, they could end up in the same pairing tomorrow. So that could be interesting. How about this? Uh, during the, uh, say, the uh, maybe the, well, maybe not the Masters, but the PGA, you get to uh, a hole three and they're coming on the other hole, maybe hole six comes back toward them and all of a sudden somebody doesn't like somebody else and they break in an all-out uh, I'd love it. I'd love it. Now, well, it won't happen at the PGA because live golfers won't be invited, but it could happen at the Masters because that they have decided to allow the live golfers, if they're former champions or if they qualify, however they would qualify, to come to the Masters. So the Masters is, would be where that would happen. All the beautiful azaleas are in bloom. Yeah, but and the, you look down the course and Dustin Johnson is wrestling over there with Justin Thomas. That could be fun. <laughs> or maybe you, you're out of the tournament, it's the second round, you're eight over, and you see one of the other tour golfers on the other fairway and you say, you know what, I'm just going to spray this one over there. Take take yeah. take aim at him. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's probably not going to happen because I thought the the Masters. I mean, that's like hollowed ground uh, down there in Augusta. I mean, that's that's. Oh, I mean, absolutely. You got Jim Nance. You got. I mean, that's hollowed ground. I mean, just to walk on that course to me would be a. It'd be like going for me when I went to visit Secretary at the the racehorse. Going to uh, Augusta National would be. Hollowed ground, big time for me. I've, I've been once to a practice round, and uh, and it was glorious. I mean, it is it is prettier than it is on TV. The problem I had, everything's a hill. There are no flat grounds, and I, and I don't oh, mind going wow. downhill, but I got to bring this lard back uphill at some point, and it <laughs> it's a long day, man. It's a long day. Uh, you missed a good well, one last the, night, Ed. I texted you. I had Randy Embry with well, me. Well, I know, but I was. I know. I was at Floyd, Floyd Central, and uh, I know you took were. care of business there. Uh, I got in the car and I was writing my story, and uh, it flashed up that the Louisville women had gotten beat. Oh I man, thought, that's got to be a mistake. They were up nine at halftime. They got outscored 26, 26 to eleven in the third quarter. Jeff Walls got teed up. Uh, with his team down four with under 30 seconds left. Uh, he well, is, I did have and he is not happy with his team. If you read Eric Crawford's article this morning on WDRB.com, it's, it's uh, very enlightening. Coach Jeff Walls, he's not happy with himself. He's not happy with his team. He's apologizing to the fans. Uh, Louisville women's basketball, Ed, and you'll agree with me on this, I think. They have a standard right now, and he is not happy. They're not living up to it. Well, uh, there's no question about that. He was uh, he was pretty mad. I mean, he starts calling out people when he calls out people. He is uh, really uh, he got in his grill. He wasn't happy. I did watch the uh, the press conference uh, on online uh, from uh, uh, Wake Forest, and uh, uh, he was he's about as mad and upset as I've seen him in a while. Yeah. Uh, boy, they got now they got to go to Syracuse. They got Notre Dame twice. I mean, they're just building themselves. Uh, uh, yes, they are. Whatever you were going to say, an insurmountable. Yeah, you know, yeah. Four or five or six seed, and boy, that yep. that makes it really difficult. And you're you're probably not going to have a home game uh, in the first or second round, and that's another negative. So yeah, absolutely. He's not happy right now, and I don't blame him. He was. He said he was no, sitting on the bench him. when the referee went by, and he just basically said. You're really missing a good game. <laughs> and, uh, well, got teed up Jeff. for that one. 
Yep, that that that's Jeff. Okay, let's move to the Louisville men. All right, I don't like that. I don't do like you anymore, but okay. Uh, do they get their first win of the ACC? I'll ask you. I'll be well, the, I'll be the interviewer here. I thought, and I Scooter, thought, who are you betting on? Oh, you know where I'm going, Ed. <laughs> Not Louisville. I know where you're going. Yeah, he's betting on Indiana and whoever Louisville's playing. That's who Scooter bets on. <laughs> um, I will say, I I said this Tuesday. I thought they were going to win. I thought they were going to beat uh, uh, Boston College. And when they got up 19-7, I was chirping. But I should have known better, Ed. They've gotten early leads all year long and just blown them. And it happened again. Uh, well, uh, I think they got a legitimate shot to beat Notre Dame. I would say Notre Dame is probably the second worst team in the league right now. And they lost one of their starters to an injury. So... Uh, Mike Bray's last season has got not going well, but if you're Notre Dame uh, players, your thought process is, okay, here's a game we can win. So if I was Louisville, I'd rather have Notre Dame at home than in South Bend, but who knows? I'm interested to see what the spread will be. Well, what's, what's scary is, is if they don't win at Notre Dame, which I don't think they will, uh, they got Florida State. Georgia Tech and at home. Georgia Tech at yeah. home. Yep. What if they don't win one of those two? I don't even want to think about it. I don't even want to think about it. Because the fan base is checked out now. They're checked out. Right? I was at the last home game. game. They've checked out. The pit game. They're not they're they don't they're done with the they're they'd rather talk about Jeff Brahm's recruiting class right now than Louisville basketball. And I don't can't tell you the last time that's happened. Well, um, yeah, I, I think the ones that will show up the rest of the season are the true hardcore fans that want to, you know, have a, a beer on a weeknight or on a weekend, just have a good time. To, sure. To yeah. to do because this team is so, so, and we go over time and time again, so frustrating to watch, so irritating. They're hard to watch. They're not just frustrating. They're almost impossible to watch and enjoy. You can't enjoy it when you're watching yep. it. You can't. I'll, I agree with that. And I'm not. Now, uh, and I'm Bella surprised people are going to pay eight eight fifty for a beer just to be entertained. I'm not paying eight fifty for a beer. No, no, I'm not. No, I wouldn't either. Uh, but Bellerman threw one in at, at what two tenths of a second? Two tenths. Uh, the the clock actually hit zero. The referees had to go and they put two tenths back on. But EKU basically that game was over. They had to. You can't catch and shoot, and they were ninety four feet away. Uh, the interesting thing is, Ed, they go to Richmond tomorrow night to play EKU again, back-to-back home-and-homes here in a, a, a weird spot on the schedule. Yeah, uh, I mean, is Bellarmine kind of going to play themselves maybe into uh, well, maybe another man. conference tournament? I mean, are they they'll that good it. this year? I mean, they'll finish, they've improved. Yeah, they're, gonna, they're 500 in the league. They'll finish middle of the pack in the league here and, uh, you know, They'll have a chance, maybe have one home game in the tournament and then have to go on the road and win a couple games. But, um, you know, it, it, again, does it matter? They're, they don't get to go to the NCAA tournament anyway. I mean, it is their NCAA tournament, so, I, you know, they'll lay it all on the line. But uh, they really, they really, the NCAA really needs, with all the people they have up there uh, sitting on their duffs collecting <laughs> six-figure salaries, they ought to be able to figure out something. To uh, get maybe uh, instead of having a four-year, 
two and maybe one. I mean, yeah. I, I don't it, understand. It I can't be this understand. hard. They change rules no. every week on something. This can't be that hard. It can't. Uh, oh, well, I don't know why uh, they have their I, heels I, dug in on this particular issue. I have no idea, but it, it makes absolutely no sense. Well, Bellarmine has definitely made its mark in the A-Sun, and now that the women's program is starting to win a little bit, yep. Yep. Uh, it's uh, it's their their program is, is rounding into a nice program in the A-Sun. Of course, we know they have sprint football now, which, sprint is, football. which is interesting. I asked. I asked Terrell Davis, I said, what's the difference? And he looked at me and goes, nothing. Well, he goes, everybody's 180 pounds. They look like miniatures out there, I will say that. Yeah, aside from aside from the weight, Ed, there is no difference. I called a couple sprint football games this past uh, fall. Voice of the Midway oh, program, okay, good. Scooter Dingus. Good. I mean, you see some guys out there that are lightning quick that can't play for the big boys. And, you know, it's fun. I mean, I... I would uh, I would go watch one a game play if I, All right, here's a question. Which uh, which one will I go to first? Bellarmine Sprint football game or Lou City FC game? Scooter gets mad well, at me. I've never been to a Lou City. Should be Lou City. <laughs> <sighs> I got too much I got I a grandson I got to take care. Of. I got a grandson I got to run chase around, you know. I got I got too I much. He would love a Louisville City game. <laughs> I, you, I I hope Lou City does does great. I hope you know the men and the women. I hope they're in the championship every year and win. It makes the city better. Soccer in this area is exploded. I mean, everywhere you look, now it's to the guys playing basketball. You'll look out in the field, uh, and there'll be a bunch of guys out with the ball in the net. And you'll read Soccer about it just like I will. Minutes. You won't go to a game either. You'll read about it just like I will. Now you you don't know that. One of the favorite things when I was working. In the newspaper business, was to cover soccer. How many have you been to? Ever. How many have you been to? Like, like I said, it's easy to cover. And back in the exactly. day, I went to a lot of high school soccer. Exactly. I've been to You're high school to soccer not, games. I have been. I'm saying, how many FC games have you been to? Oh, I haven't been to too many. It's during baseball season, and I got priorities. Buddy. Okay. All right. Uh, you got a game tonight? You All got right. a, you covering? Yes, I'm uh, at. Uh, uh, Providence is oh. a Christian Academy well, against Providence, and uh, we'll say hello to the, Matt. Uh, Protestants yeah. against the Catholics. Say hello to Matt because we'll have that game tonight. Matt Dennison, uh, uh, Christian Academy against Providence, right here on the Big X. Seven fifteen pregame. They will. They pack the Larkin Center. Uh, it, it's kind of a little bit of maybe a rivalry between those two, and maybe Providence might be the best team in the year. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure of that, but I mean they're they're really good. They're well coached. Christian Academy is is well coached. They have a nice team, uh, and it, we're getting down now. Next week in the girls, the sectional begins. Yeah, and it's uh, that time it's cold out. That means uh, yeah, I mean playoff basketball. In the uh, in the sectional, there's a lot of uh, from Southern Indiana. There's a lot of teams with a lot of freshmen and sophomores. So the future is bright for Southern Indiana girls. Don't know how strong they'll be this year. All right, I'm going to give you the last word here. <laughs> Favorite memory of Billy Packer is what? Favorite memory of Billy Packer is when uh, uh, Al McGuire says to him, come on, Billy, don't give me that ACC stuff. And Billy <laughs> just kind of looks at it. Yeah, Billy did. And, uh, Billy did you know, he, he let Al McGuire do his thing, but he didn't really respond to many of Al's jokes. No, and, and Billy is like uh, – 
Mark Packer, his son, is on ACC Network. Very dry, very dry humor, and very. Uh, matter of fact, I always thought Billy was was almost too serious. I mean, he's getting that championship game or the Final Four. Carolina needs to start doing this. They need to blah blah blah. You know, I mean, and I know he had a background of coaching. He played at Wake Forest, but he was almost. But I mean, he could break it down. Yeah, and he yeah. made you pay attention. He was. And uh, was he was a true. Threat. He was that a was, true analyst. Yeah. Those two guys, McGuire, uh, Dick Enberg, and Billy Packer were great. They Absolutely. did more for college basketball in the 70s and the 80s. I mean, they were really a lot of fun to watch and, and listen to. So are you going to... Uh, who, wins the, uh, who wins the Kentucky-Kansas game, guys? I'll, Come I'll, on. I'll tell you. I want to hear it. I'll tell you in the six-pack. I'll tell you in the six-pack. you got to <laughs> wait. Ed, uh, you're not going to make wait. it to uh, Slugger Field tonight, I, I take it? Well, I, I could. Uh, I, I'm debating. Uh, 5.30 is, is yeah. when the media gets to talk to the uh, bunch of stars that they brought, and I say stars with tongue and cheek. Yes. Because uh, uh, Joey Miles not going to be there. Really, Joey? Yeah, uh, yeah, Marty Brenneman's not going to be there. <laughs> and uh, uh, is the Cow- Rose is not going to be there. Is the Cowboy going to be there? Cowboy is not going to be there. It's going to be oh, John Sadek and yeah. and uh, and Chris Walsh. Welsh, I think. Give me Joey Votto and, and uh, the, no, the manager, no, no. Uh, somebody like no. that. David Bell. Maybe I'll show up, but I can't. No, 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 no. You're you're getting a Spencer Steer and yeah. some guy that uh, was the, their Class A Player of the Year. Oh boy! So uh, now I'm excited. You're not getting the you're not getting the prime guys, although. You being in the journalist and broadcasters that you are, I expect you to be there. Do you have St. X game? I will be at uh, Moore High School for St. X basketball, St. X and Moore triple header tonight. That's that's what I that's that's what my life is. That's my life. Going to, going going to freshman to, uh, JV uh, varsity basketball triple header. Are you going to uh, partake need, in a local watering hole following I, the game? I need to reevaluate my life goals. I think. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing after the game. Wife's out of town, well, so that, I may be going to a you know adult establishment. Who knows? There's no telling what I did. I'm not. I'm not following that. I'm not following that. Thank you, all. buddy. Have a good take weekend. Care, guys. I think. I think Kentucky beats Kansas by four. Okay, I'll take it under advisement. Thank you, Ed. We'll come back with more, including the unsponsored six pack. You're listening to Spears Hunt Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Act. Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Final segment of the week. I love those words. Woohoo! Final segment of the week. Me uh, too. The uh, unsponsored six pack coming up. Um, all right. Christian Academy in Providence tonight. Boys basketball right here on the Big X. Seven thirty tip. Seven fifteen pregame. Matt Dennison will bring you all the action. I will be at St. X tomorrow afternoon for a 4.30 game between St. X and Seneca. Seventh region matchup in Kentucky basketball. Tony Burke and myself will bring you the action right here on the Big X. 4.15 pregame leading into Ohio State, Indiana from Bloomington. 8 o'clock tip there. 7 o'clock pregame with Don Fisher. 
So uh, I'm the appetizer, and Don Fisher is the entree. Those afternoon games over in Kentucky are such a blessing. We don't have them very much. Yeah. I, I did a 2.30 game earlier this year. You had your whole morning, and then I had my whole night still with a game smashed yeah. in the middle. It's yeah. kind of similar for you on Saturday. Yeah, That's awesome. I was like, uh, why don't we schedule this? And the answer was from the athletic director yesterday. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll be there. I got nothing else. <laughs> You got Indiana and Kentucky both playing at 8 o'clock. Louisville playing at noon. So I don't miss anything. But there you go. There's your lineup for the weekend right here on the Big X. Uh, NBA All-Star Game coming up uh, in a few weeks here. LeBron got the most votes in the Western Conference. Giannis Antetokounmpo, Greek freak, got the most votes for the, from the Bucks in the Eastern Conference. So they will be the captains. And they've done this in the sev- last few years they picked their own teams among the All-Stars. The All-Star starters have been announced. Five from the West, five from the East. The subs have, have, are yet to be announced. They'll be announced in the coming days here. But instead of picking their teams the night before, two days before on TNT, they're doing it right before the game. And I think, now Vegas can't be happy about this. For gambling reasons. I think there's going to be, you pick the team, and then 15 minutes later, if I'm not mistaken, the game starts. So if you want to bet the game, you got to wait until 15 minutes before the game. you got 15 minutes to bet. If you're betting the NBA All-Star game, you've got a problem. Says the guy who bets all I don't the, bet uh, All-Star games. No, I, Okay, you're telling me right now, you're making me a promise, you're not doing any live betting during the All-Star game. Absolutely not. Okay, if, if right. If, I'm happy about to hear that. If, I thought you had a problem. If I bet anything for that game, it would just be the over. Yeah, I love the over in the All-Star game. Yeah. It's 180 to 179. Exactly. Um, so LeBron or Giannis will have first pick. They'll say, uh, okay, I'll take Steph Curry, whoever has the first pick. Steph Curry walks over and picks up whichever jersey now who, of whoever's team he's on. And 15 minutes later, we're ready to play. So will they have to have just both jerseys with all the players' last names? Each player that's in the All-Star game will have a Western Conference jersey and an Eastern Conference jersey. I wonder, say Steph goes to the Western Conference, I wonder what happens to his Eastern Conference jersey. Uh, I'm sure that it'll be sold for quite a a pretty penny on on whatever site the NBA decides to sell it on. Uh, What do you think about this? Do you think it's cool? So you turn on the game, you turn it on 15 minutes before, you, you watch the draft. And literally, there's going to be one guy standing alone at the end mm-hmm. going, man, nobody wanted me. Yeah, I don't I don't think I'm a big fan of the whole all-star game draft. I mean, I get it. It makes it more competitive. They're trying to and, get people to watch. And probably more fun for the players. They're trying too. to get people to watch. Yeah. I mean, but that's I, it. I, I'm I'm old school guy. I don't like change a whole lot. So give me uh, the way it used to be. Yeah. Now – the one thing that the guy that's the last guy picked can say is, hey, I'm an all-star. Mm-hmm. You know, I might be the last all-star. Who's the last pick? Julius Randle? <laughs> I mean, do I want the, the rebounder? You know, at first pick. If you're LeBron and you got the first pick. Luka Doncic. No question. Luka? No, Luka got no hurt question. last night, by the way. Oh, okay, yeah. Hurt his ankle last yeah, night. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, I'm taking Steph just because it's fun. Yeah. Well, and he's a he's an all star type player. Yeah, all star game type. I player. want to watch Curry out there shooting from forty two feet and uh, throwing his mouthpiece when it doesn't go in. So, <laughs> anyway, NBA All Star Game, NBA Fever, catch it.
Um, all right. Let's talk about these games before the six-pack. Well, let's do the six-pack. What the heck? It's time. There it is. I love it. Scooter. Scooter's on top of things. Time for the unsponsored six-pack presented by nobody because it's unsponsored. Two uh, pro football games. I'll give you four college games for the weekend. There are literally 11 games that may, may qualify for the system. Now, one of them is Kansas and Kentucky. It probably is not going to qualify because I think, Scooter, check me if I'm wrong here, I think Kentucky will be favored in this game. I by, do too. By just a small amount. Uh, yeah, I, I said one and a half this morning on KRC. So it won't qualify, but literally five of the ten Big 12 SEC Challenge games could qualify for the six-pack. Alabama at Oklahoma. Alabama's going to be favored on the road there. Kansas at Kentucky, even though I think Kentucky, if Kansas is favored, it would qualify. TCU at Mississippi State. I think TCU is going to be a favorite in that game. Iowa State at Missouri. Iowa State ranked 12th. They're probably going to be a favorite in that game. And then finally, Auburn and West Virginia in Morgantown. Uh, West Virginia, I think, might be – Auburn's coming off a loss. I think West Virginia might be favored in that game. But – there you go. All right, six-pack, let's start with the NFL. and We'll start with the first game. San Francisco at Philadelphia, 3 o'clock on Fox on Sunday. The Eagles have consistently been a two-and-a-half-point favorite here the whole way. Look, I've said for weeks here, I love the 49ers, love their defense. Brock Purdy, if he doesn't turn the ball over, this is a difficult team to beat. They're going to run the ball, they're going to play great defense, and they're going to score um, – they're going to take advantage of field position and score. Jalen Hurts' shoulder, I don't know how healthy it is. He didn't have to throw the ball in that route of the Giants last week. So I think it's a close game. Therefore, I'm taking the points. San Francisco plus two and a half. The late game, 630, Bengals and Chiefs on CBS. This uh, It's all about Patrick Mahomes. The spread is about Patrick Mahomes. Everything Sunday is about Patrick Mahomes. Chiefs started as a three-point favorite. Mahomes' injury was a question. Bengals became a one-point favorite. Now the Chiefs are back to being a one-point favorite. We're all worried about Patrick Mahomes not being able to get out of the pocket and throw because of his ankle injury. What we forget is he can still throw in the pocket. Joe Burrow's great. I love Joe Burrow. He may be the future of the NFL for the next 10 to 12 years. He might be the best quarterback in the league for the next 10 to 12 years. Can the Bengals get to a second consecutive Super Bowl? This spread in this game comes down basically to who do you think is going to win? Period. Forget the spread. It's a one-point spread. Who do you think is going to win? The Chiefs are taking a lot of heat here because people love the Bengals. Arrowhead Stadium is now being called Burrowhead Stadium by (laughs) some of the Bengal fans. I like that. But the Bengals have won three in a row against the Chiefs. I don't think they make it four in a row. I think even in the pocket, Patrick Mahomes has a big day. The offensive line for the Bengals, which held up great in Buffalo, I'm not sure it can hold up against the Kansas City pass rush led by Chris Jones. I'm taking the Chiefs here. I'll give the point, and I think they win this game again. I think it's going to come down to the wire. Both of these games, I think, come down to the wire. All right. SEC Big 12 Challenge, Texas at Tennessee. 
I don't know. Again, I'm not going to have spreads on these games. Tennessee, I think, will be a considerable favorite. Longhorns are ranked 10th. The Volunteers are ranked 4th. Rick Barnes used to coach at Texas. They did not play well at Texas last year. Texas didn't play well either. The Vols just barely won that game. I think they blow Texas out of uh, Thompson Bowling Arena on Saturday. Kansas State hosting Florida. Kansas State's ranked 5th in the country, in case you haven't been paying attention. That's insane. They're going to be a big favorite here, maybe double digits. I love Kansas State. I love this team. TCU I love too, but I like Kansas State a little bit more. I think they route Florida. Um, Kentucky hosting Kansas. Cats are going to be a slight favorite. I would say three, maybe three and a half here. I like Kansas. Bill Self's never lost four games in a row. Uh, Kentucky has played a little better on the road than they have at home. Remember the South Carolina game? Remember the LSU game? They trailed Texas A&M late. I'm going to take Kansas and however, however few points I can get here with the uh, assumption that this is going to go down to the wire too. And Bill Self, again, he he's they're in a bunker right now. They're in a bunker like Kentucky was in a bunker before they went to Tennessee. You're rounding the troops together and saying, "I we, we are all we have." Uh, Kentucky feeling good after a four game win streak here, and they should. They need to win this game. Maybe they do, but I'm still going to take Kansas in the points. And finally, Indiana, Ohio State in Bloomington. I'm, I believe in IU, period. Ohio State has struggled. They have struggled mightily so far this season. Three and six, I believe, in the Big Ten, maybe three and seven. Um, Ohio State's not very good. Indiana's playing pretty well. I'm taking away this Minnesota game because it was one of those games that's hard to get excited to play on 9 o'clock in the middle of the week. Indiana will be excited. National TV on Fox tomorrow night. I think they blow out the Ohio State Buckeyes. So there you go. 49ers plus 2.5. Chiefs minus 1. I'm going Tennessee, Kansas State, Kansas, and Indiana in basketball. That's your unsponsored six-pack. Scooter, you got any problem with any of those? I don't. No, I mean, I I think I would lean Kentucky in that Kansas game, but it's going to be close. What do you got this weekend? You got a game you got to call tomorrow? I have got, yeah, I've got Madison and North Harrison tomorrow night. Madison and North Harrison. Yikes. And then I got a game tonight as well. I don't know what to do with myself this weekend. My wife left town. She just left town, you know, just, hey, I'm uh, going to, Go visit my sister and for a few days and uh, spend the night. And I'm like, well, I got a Saint X game tonight. I got a Saint X game tomorrow afternoon. Uh, I think I'm going over to Big Al the Fish's house tomorrow night to watch some college basketball. Big Al the Fish, by the way, before I get out of here, turned 60 on Sunday. Wow! Happy birthday, Big Al. Man, couldn't I, couldn't ask for a better brother-in-law. Beers on Sports, see you Monday, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Act.